1: I love the Fast and Furious family, but boy, did I want to be in Barbie. How are you
2: fluent in Mandarin?
1: Ni hao, what's your John Cena? WWE of you a free language program. That
2: is unbelievable. No, it's very believable. They offered it for free. <laughs> your Instagram, John. These images will be posted without explanation for your interpretation. Can
0: I ask you about this traffic jam?
2: I was stuck in
1: traffic. You saw The Rocks return? Do you think he had that line written on his wrist? One thing I know about Dwayne, he never makes the same mistake twice. <laughs> You're so genuine. Everyone says that. Are One meeting. F- One meeting, John (laughs) Cena.
2: If you see me on my phone, I want you to know I'm not texting. Same. I'm looking at the plethora of notes that I have, encyclopedia. You know,
1: um, it's unprofessional. We spent uh, we spent hours together today. uh, I don't. I don't need it. We just we just talked Mm -hmm. like two people. I know. Doing things to people.
2: I know, I know. But now it's my show, John. Yes, you're,
1: use your notes, <laughs> use your phone. Let me. Are we? We're good. We're on. Let me just hydrate first.
2: Let's go. That first boy, first
0: time trying
1: oh it. Got all of it. Whoa!
2: Wow! You'd be fun to do a cake stand with. Ah, uh, swallowed it all.
1: Yo, let's go. That's what
2: she said. Welcome to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, subscribing. We have an absolute legend in the house.
1: That you can see. Where
2: is he? He's
0: not uh, <laughs> here uh, yet. Uh, mm.
2: You have to shake his hand if you can actually see him or subscribe to this channel. So subscribe if you want to see, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I learned about all that vernacular. Subscribe. Hit the likes. Do not- the comments. Notification. Ding, notification the, ding the bell. Ding that bell. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yep, we just filmed What Drives <laughs> You. I learned. I just, that was, that was, you. I mean, you gave me a wealth of knowledge.
2: I do the outros.
1: I got about thirty percent of that, but
2: that's okay. I can teach you, John, just like you could teach me, because you are one of the greatest wrestlers to have ever done it. I do want to clap for you, ladies and gentlemen. We have John Cena in the
1: house. Oh, two times, foolish. It's we're an all, honor, Mr. Cena. We're all, we're all clapping. We're all just clapping. It's an
2: understatement. It, we've we've wanted you on for so long, and to get to spend time with you. Just the five, 10 minute interactions that we've had prior to today was an honor to get to sit down with you for two hours in your car. We just did a, a his show called What Drives You. Um, where we just talked about
1: the deepest you things. man you are just a promoter i love that about you, you, always, just, plug, you dude. always plug dude thank you so much for that and uh, I, that conversation was very special so thank you yeah of and course I, I i throw the same thing your way nothing is off limits uh we'll we'll do the best to get you the best show we can
2: well i'm glad you said that Jeff. all right let's dive right in no nah, i got i got pretty vulnerable on that show and uh i told you this on while we were shooting but Ironically, every interaction I've had with you, you make me feel the most seen. <laughs> John Cena makes me feel yeah, the most seen exactly. I've ever felt. Man, when you look at people and you shake their hand, you care and you're so genuine. Everyone says that.
1: One Are you meeting. Fucking One, me? meeting. Oh, One meeting. John <laughs> Cena. Hey! Sorry, someone has to be somewhere. That was probably the most important alarm of like, I gotta take my medicine. Probably. Like, something <laughs> like that. But, uh, sorry, but, sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: But yeah, through all your successes um, uh, inside and outside of the WWE. Didn't even skip a beat right there. Traversing. I'm good at this. We do, do this. Shit. I do podcasts. You are still somehow so genuine and so kind and so... Thank you for all the time you've given me and the energy you've given me in joining us on this show.
1: I appreciate the invite. Uh, it's good to be here in Puerto Rico. Yeah, uh, welcome, man. This is this is paradise here. It so is. Uh, thank you for welcoming you in into your your home, and yep. uh, I really appreciate it.
2: Of course, man. We could we could take this so many directions, but I think I think the most appropriate way to start, honestly, is um, your Instagram, John. You are oh one of the most famous people on the planet, God. and your Instagram is one of the most perpe- perplexing <laughs> places that I've ever seen. What do you mean? <laughs> When I go to at John Cena on Instagram,
0: Hold I, on, I'm just gonna. Pull, I, I gotta pull some up because I need answers, Cena.
2: I need answers, we, we, I wasn't sure if I was on the right account. At look first, at today, to be honest. But it had 20 million. No, look at today. Oh my god, <laughs> the Puerto American Rican flag. flag. Now that one makes
0: sense, okay, John. But what were you feeling on this Prince Day? On I this, mean, on this Dave Chappelle rendition of what Prince is, Day. What does the bio say?
1: I'll read it. Uh,
2: <laughs> Welcome to my Instagram. These images will be posted without explanation for your interpretation.
1: Enjoy. So, enjoy.
2: No, 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 no. We want you to interpret what this photo of Benjamin Franklin that you posted meant. What did you mean when you posted that, John?
1: So, uh, I don't want to, I never want to take away anyone's interpretation of the image. Why did I post that? Because I just read uh, Poor Charlie's Almanac, which is a, Charlie Munger piece who admires and read a, a reference to a biography by Ben Franklin, and it references a lot to do with Ben Franklin. And uh, Ben Franklin found compounding interests to be extremely interesting, oh. uh, so much so that he uh, took an experiment and put a certain amount of fund, certain amount in a fund, and had it mature for a certain amount of time, and was able to fund a bunch of philanthropic projects just on compound interest alone. I don't think that enough people learn how to use money right. I don't know why we don't teach it in schools. And uh, I got guidance on how to use money from Ben Franklin via Charlie Munger. So I posted Ben Franklin.
0: Can I ask you about this traffic jam?
1: Yeah, sure. I was stuck in traffic.
0: these are all making so much sense that one i love that one made sense but i I
1: hate i hate doing this because i want uh people to be able to take away what they want
0: just like any other artist, they want the audience
1: so so i originally i am not from the age of attach yourself to every platform uh it, it was very tough for me to come up to to speed uh, I contribute to Facebook, I contribute to Twitter, and then the, the WWE at the time when Instagram launched was like, you have to have an Instagram. It's like, all right, if I have to have it, I'm doing it my way, and the very first post is a post of uh, a writer who was working with me at the time, Ryan Ward, it's a close up of his mustache. And I didn't put anything, no, no tags, no nothing, and I said I'd never post a picture of my face, and I would never add any text, and I would just see if this could work and it has become like art and i think there's not enough there's not enough vehicle for interpretation nowadays everything is presented and thoroughly explained i want people to think for themselves and i've dropped some serious clues and spoilers on there and like real inside baseball stuff but if you're not looking for it you don't know and i don't care if you know because that's not the point the point is if you if you come to there as a forum you can check out the images. You can get a look into my life. Or maybe you can get a look in your own life. Maybe you see something in a traffic jam that I don't. Maybe you see something in that Ben Franklin picture. I don't. Stone Cold um, Stroganoff. And then there's Stone Cold Friday.
2: It is a beautiful rendition of a way to use social media. It's actually it amazing. Is. Coming from it's awesome. you,
1: that, that, you, like I said, three sizes, man. That, no, I appreciate that.
2: It's, it's cool. And I'm not going to do this all day. Just please, just one more. What did you mean when you posted this bear? with 687,000 likes. What is this chubby little bear?
1: I had just uh, visited my family in Vancouver and I spent uh, 10 days being fed Persian food and that's how I felt. (laughs) You're the best, John. And that, it's in the snow and that's kind of how I felt. Can
0: can we make this so good? Can we get serious for a sec on the social media thing for just one last We weren't serious. We just well, didn't do that. I thought well, it was I was very serious. I thought was serious, that was serious about Benjamin <clears throat> Frank. I
1: mean, I was genuinely giving you my thoughts, which is very rare. I don't explain anything.
0: <laughs> okay. T- leaving the interpret the artistic interpretation out of it. Do you do you see any other uh innate downsides to social media that you don't like? Is there any anything you steer clear of? Any platforms you don't like? Is there anything you just don't like about social media?
1: Listen. Uh Man, there's things about life I don't like. So I stay away from that stuff. Um, The reason I curate my Instagram the way I do is because I want to really be efficient with my time on that screen. And the reason I curate my Twitter the way I do, the reason we uh, have the experience in TikTok that we do um, Mm -hmm. is because I want to be able to, first, what's most important to me, getting something out there for the people who, who actually pay attention to what I do, I have no idea why, but understanding that that's important and making it important, but also setting boundaries for myself. I believe boundaries are very important in life. Um, and this is a way for me to operate in all tentacles where my entire day isn't structured around that device. And that's something that I am consciously aware of. So I don't wanna say, I don't wanna do that. I wanna be a part of all these things. But I, the, the person who helps me uh, manage all this is sitting right over there that when we sit down and explore a new platform, the first dis- piece of discussion is how much time is this going to take? Because that is our most valuable asset. The time you gave me today in the car, that's a huge ask. I, your time is super valuable. I, I was able to receive so much worth and wealth from that, and I'm grateful. I'd much rather be doing that than scanning to see what the world is about. I think social media is great if if it doesn't make your life miserable. If something makes your life miserable and you continue to do it, man, I don't know what to tell you. Social media doesn't make my life miserable. I feel good about the messages I send. I feel great that I like kind of have an art gallery and Instagram. I feel great that we can use TikTok for weird shit. Um, And we're now using it as a way to like look back on my life, but it only takes me about 10 minutes a week to do so. So it- 10 minutes a week. Do you know how many
0: people in their chairs watching this just like lost their minds? There are people watching this show that are spending 12 hours a day on their
1: phone. But honestly, if it gives you joy, I'm okay with it. Right. Like do what you love. Love what you do and and be around those you love while you're doing it. There are uh, people who, do certain activities for, for that amount of time and have a lot of joy in their lives. If you're on your phone and and you can fall asleep at night and feel fulfilled, who the fuck am I to say you're doing it wrong?
0: Amazing. You have know?
1: a very
2: healthy relationship with social media and everything in your life. The amount of discipline I can just hear that you, and uh, now that I know you a little bit better from the two-hour conversation we had, you're like a almost like a disciplinary expert, I feel like. And especially to achieve the success that you have, the way you treat time as your most valuable asset and actually mean it when you say it is inspiring and sort of refreshing in this
1: day and age. Well, we, we talked a little bit about in the car uh, about purpose. And a lot of that is just working hard to try to be who you say you are. And we all, we all project ourselves a certain way but when rubber hits the road, and you look at yourself in the mirror, who are you, and are you living the life that you're telling people you're living? And that's I, that's I'm tr- I'm just trying to do that now, and that takes a lot of work. You're doing it, and 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 the fans see it, we see it,
2: and experience it in person. Can I see what your screen time is? I don't have my phone
1: on me. Oh. Uh, exhibit A. Oh, uh, I, I, that's man, okay. That's I, awesome. I actually Unbelievable. I monitor my screen time. Uh, all in and uh, i work out on an app so the app is always open uh i also do a language program and that app stays open but i monitor my screen time and uh, my screen time per week or my screen time per day per week for 200 2023 was 150 minutes and that's all in everything no matter what yes that's fantastic i'm probably i'm probably
2: double or triple that
1: and my resolution this year one of my goals is to try to decrease it 10 percent. sick i don't want to say like kick myself off everything yep i i can do that but i have to be accountable for the side effects of that i love what i do yep and the entertainment business is business Mm -hmm. so it's it's an it's a necessary tool that i need to be fluent in yeah but i also want to get more time for me so i I think getting that down to like two hours would be awesome but i'm just going to try to shave it shave it a little bit what
0: what are those what are those two hours do you ever find yourself like scroll locked
1: sure sure uh i'm a car guy so i look at cars got it I, i i look at the marketplace um i'll i'll i think a lot of the time is probably spent there just checking out like okay what What is a value in the market? Uh, What is the going rate on stuff? Are there any crazy auctions coming up uh, that I should steer away from because that would be detrimental to my financial security? (laughs) Stuff like that.
2: Hey, 2024 is here. And you might be saying to yourself, I want to go see my favorite artist or sports team live this year. Well, good thing. Today's sponsor is, you guessed it, SeatGeek. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. Maybe even go see WrestleMania 40 in Philly. I will be there. They put tickets all across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is graded to make sure you get a good deal. Look for the green dots. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps I came through for you guys as always use the code LOGAN for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek that is $20 off your first purchase with a promo code LOGAN click the link in the description to download the app shout out SeatGeek back to the app you mentioned uh, language app and you also what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Said the word fluent. I got to know how the fuck are you fluent in Mandarin?
1: So fluent is a stretch. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm better than I was yesterday. And I've been taking Mandarin for 10 10 to 12 years now. And the the how of that is WWE. WWE uh, did not have to do this. And they offer all talent. You qualify for this as well. They will assist in paying for your secondary education. And they will give you a free language program. Are you serious? You can learn it just like I can. I am going to learn Spanish. And when they when they uh, debuted all these things, I'm the old crusty veteran sitting at the front of the talent meeting with everybody, and I'm like, these kids don't know how good they got it. They can get a college education and learn a language. I got to turn up and say that. No, I'm not going to turn around and tell them to do anything. I'm going to do it. So on my time off, I took advantage of the program, had a tutor come to the house and just started from there. That is unbelievable. No, it's very believable. They offered it for free. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take them up on that. I I I thought it was a good opportunity to learn. And I'd, you know, at that point, uh, I had heard the two toughest things to do as you age were learn a language and play an instrument. And I'd, It was learning remedial Mandarin that inspired me to try to learn an instrument. Dude, I
2: saw a selfie video of you promoting something, speaking fluent or
1: what appeared it, to be it's fluent Chinese. It's, I, I describe it as like a, a foreign athlete trying to speak English after the game. Like it's you can you can get it. <laughs> like you that one guy, it.
2: that one baseball player talking about the the bananas and cramps. Monkey eat banana. Oh yeah. The monkey no yeah. cramp. I in eat the locker banana. in the locker. I know
0: yeah. cramp. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. The Japanese guy.
0: Why Mandarin? <laughs> uh so is it like some like strange reason like do you, like So
1: um, you missed out on a great conversation, but I, I cannot tell you how much I love WWE and and loving it is not just loving my time in the ring. It's also loving the business. And WWE has really never been able to to penetrate China. And um, they just don't understand it. They think it's a kung fu exposition. They don't know if it's real. Um, It's it's the one place in the world that kind of doesn't understand. We're everywhere else but China. So I figured if one of WWE's top superstars could bridge the language barrier, maybe we can get some relevancy over there and with relevancy maybe we can get some homegrown talent and with homegrown talent maybe as we were talking about how you how you get distribution with prime and how you get locations it's you have influence in this area and i was literally just trying to use myself as a vehicle to get us over there and the crazy thing is it didn't work <laughs> so we, we, no, just no we also talked about like manifesting stuff and it failing yeah this was 8 years of labor oh Fail. my god i haven't stopped i still learn because i re- truly admire learning the skill and uh it i don't i don't do it anymore as oh this will be useful to me someday i try to keep my brain sharp and i don't want to lose what i've learned but uh it was one of those things where you just work really hard and it doesn't matriculate it just i don't think work that's out.
0: i don't think that's like a representation of like anyone's you know, faults or inabilities to penetrate that market. That's a tough market, John. Everything they use is is different. It's it's not like you you post an Instagram post and it goes to France and it goes to Italy and it goes to Germany. It's in the United States. China has its own entire ecosystem, ecosystem right. of of social media, of marketplace, of industry. Of, sure does. You literally pick one of the hardest places to try to penetrate.
1: It was the one place we weren't. Right. Right. If that story
2: in itself is an indicator of your love for the company. Like you were willing to put in so much work to try to extend uh, oh, the work French. that you do into another uh, country, and I think even one of our interactions and and we talk about keeping certain interactions off camera, but I'm going to share this for the world. Good is also an indicator of how much you love WWE. Um, I'm in my locker room one day, kicking it with Kevin, laying back. I hear a knock. <coughs> Who could that Great be? Great sound effect. Opens the door.
1: I'm the only dude who still does the shave and a haircut two bits gag.
2: I knew it was someone. It's John Cena. I go, John Cena. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, welcome. What's up? And man, you just expressed to me that the love you had for this company and you, your gratitude for me for showing it that the respect that it honestly deserves, but it was... Not not shocking, but it, it was so nice to see off-camera in a private space really how much you love the WWE. You, say, you said it's your life. And the amount of energy and effort that you put into it on and off-camera can be felt, and I think that's why the fans respond to you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. you. You've been doing this for so long, from the OVW w, w days, ruthless aggression, Another huge failure. (laughs) Well, that's why I wanted to ask. When you entered the WWE, you know, they're like, who are you? What are you about? My name's John Cena. I'm about Ruthless Aggression. (laughs) What was the storyline going in? Are y'all just winging it? So uh, if I
1: had it to do again, right, Uh, the reason it didn't work is because I wasn't there for Vince's Ruthless Aggression promo. And I was neither ruthless nor aggressive. So I looked the same as everybody else. It was basically a debut. We spoke off camera and you expressed that. Now you just wanna show them what you got. You wanna show them what you're capable of and you can do such amazing things, but so can everyone else. What sets people apart is the ability to believe. So when I come out and I slap Kurt Angle on the face and say ruthless aggression, everybody's like, great. And then 10 minutes into that match, one of the rowdiest buildings in the world, the Rosemont Horizon. Everybody's like this, and that, I it just wasn't going to work. Uh, they filmed a, they filmed a little bit with the Undertaker afterwards, where he shook my hand and I was in awe. Someone who's aggressive, and ruthless would have kicked him in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. So either I just didn't understand the opportunity I was being given. I can take those two words. And in those two words, tell me who you are in two words. Ruthlessly aggressive. I know what that means. Do whatever it takes in an aggressive manner to get the objective done. Or you're a 180 of that. You are the biggest pacifist and you are not ruthless. So I could have said that I was ruthlessly ruthlessly aggressive and been the opposite and I would have had a chance. I could have said I was ruthlessly aggressive and been that and had a chance. I said it and wrestled, fail, mm. fail. And I mean, they, they set me up. I was with top tier performers, uh, pay-per-view matches. It just didn't work. The audience didn't connect. And it was because I didn't give of myself to them. I wanted to show them my skill. That's all well and good. But man, when I go back, I don't have much skill left. I just give them my whole complete heart and always have. And always will, and that's why people show up, man. They they sit down to stand up, and be excited and be energized and fucking believe in something. And you can like, dude, you can feel it. Like I love that. I love it. I'll uh, and and I I just wish I'd known that earlier. I mean you're not doing so bad I appreciate that but we, it's, it's, you're flipping it back on me hey we, you told me about your regret and I'm like hey we know how the story ends yeah 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 I mean everyone has their arc um and and you it, you also said like the come up is so interesting because everybody's come up is different
2: yeah I mean I, I said in the car I was like I wish I would have done some things differently as yeah. as I'm sure you would too um and, and and the whole class of people that came up with you at OVW um Batista was one of them, Lesnar. We were watching videos last night. Randy Orton. Like, the amount of blue chip talent at the time was absolutely unbelievable. And you had the best peers in the game
1: to- to. Well, people talk about that, but let's look at the class before us. Uh, DX, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Kane, the list goes on. And let's talk about the class after me of the CM Punks, the Seth Rollins, the Roman Reigns. I mean, Cody Rhodes- Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, the list goes on. Yeah, I mean, the WWE has never been at a loss for talent. They go through these small patches in the timeline where they're like, what are they going to do next? Who's going to be the next Stone Cold? Who's going to be the next John Cena? And now it's like, who's going to be the next Roman Reigns? Sitting right there maybe i personally think it's dominic mysterio uh, shout out to by Dom. the way just, i'll absolutely
0: <laughs> shout out Dom.
1: absolutely shout out he's doing fantastic
0: speaking of him jumping in recently what was your initial perception of that hire and that entry into the wwe i'll give
1: you two answers me 10 years ago would have been very skeptical but the business has changed And because the business has changed and we have better distribution, we're in more, you can find us in more places, yeah. (laughs) Um, The perception of what we can offer has changed. And now people come to us seeing opportunity, not just what can I take from this place. And right away with what you're willing to sacrifice in terms of your health and well being with the moves that you do, I can tell that you give a shit. And that means a lot. You're not here to just do the thing once. You went from like special guest to full-time superstar in five minutes. And that's, that's very refreshing. I think it speaks volumes to you understanding what the WWE can offer and how the WWE has changed. Man, I really appreciate that. Um, And we,
2: we talked about this in the car. Um. <laughs> That's, I love that. I love what drives you, by the way. Always uh, uh, you know, when we talk. Well, we talked for two hours and Nikki's telling me it's going to be like a 23-minute cut, so might as well just have the co- yeah, conversation sure. again. The stuff they're not going to use. Uh, um, I, I was like, yo, I, I felt like I started late and, and you mentioned that you started at age 22. I started at 26, but, before you really got into it and, and started having your big breaks, did you know you wanted to be a wrestler? Because we've had edge here. We've had some people here and they're like, yo, I knew the moment I saw
1: wrestling, this is what I was gonna do. So I knew it from a perspective of this is the hobby I want to have. I think of it like your softball league or like whatever, whatever you work towards the week for. My little brother hates his job but loves his boat. Okay. He endures the suck to get out on the water. When I found that ring, I was just about ready to take a career leap that would have not allowed me to do that. Uh, And if that failed, I was just going to go back home. What were you going to do? I was going to join the Marines. You would have been a sick Marine. So I just failed at every avenue in life. I got my college degree. I could not apply it. Uh, I I tried to be a cop. I failed the exam. Uh, I was running out of time, money, uh, and, and I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, man, I... I can follow a schedule, I'm in shape. I, I think I can abide by the rules. These people have always been heroes to me. It's right in San Diego, I was in Los Angeles at the time. I'm like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go for it. And the weekend I was thinking about it, a friend of mine was like, dude, you're always talking about Raw. You know, we trained down in Orange County. I'm like, what the fuck? No, what, no. He's like, would you want to do it? I'm like, yes, of course. When I saw the ring, I was like, okay. I'm gonna do whatever stupid job I can to put on the costume Friday and Saturday. So it wasn't like, this is my path. Mm. It was like, no, this is the new thing I'm into. I was a student to play football. Mm. You know, I used my job to be a wrestler. Mm. Like it, it became my escape because I had spent so long on the other side of the barricade as a fan growing up. So was there a moment then
2: when you realized this was working and what, you may have her- a shot at
1: true greatness not just to be a uh, well part of it. I, I, I wouldn't say that uh, i would say there was a moment where i knew that it was a possible path and that was when i got my first contract and uh i'm i'm very vocal about this because of the times it was the height of the wcw wwf wars where everyone was under contract because they didn't want you going the other place it was like the dot-com boom. You mm. got a dot-com, I'll buy it. Like, So my first contract was for $12,500 a year. Yeah. And I quit my job. And I still lived in Los Angeles. Damn. So I had to, I had to operate pretty lean. Or I, I, I didn't have to. I chose to. Yep. And all the stories I tell about like, hey, I lived in my car. I did that by choice. I had a warm bed and a roof over my head in Massachusetts. My dad is the, the most giving person to his sons. And he's like, you always got a home here. I always take care of you. No, I wanted to do that. And I had to go through, I chose to go through some hardships to to be where I'm at. I quit because my philosophy was, this is my job now. I am being paid. I am a professional. This is my job. I will find a way to make it work because someone has bet on me. And if I don't let them down, I could inch forward. And I, I did that. My second contract was for like 25. And then they moved me to Kentucky and it became 50. Then they moved me to TV and it became 75. And then I ended up signing a better deal, and then a better Six deal.
2: Six-figure motherfucker. Yeah, you got to be getting at least mother. like 100 now.
1: What's that?
0: You got to be getting at least like at 100 least a year now. Right?
2: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with Shipstation. Sign up for your free 60 day trial now at Shipstation.com and use the code POD. That's Shipstation.com with the code
1: Pod. Are they supposed to still pay me? (laughs) They're not paying you? Are they supposed to? (laughs) It's insane, man. But even like Can you pay what you don't see?
2: John, I'm Crypt, sorry, <laughs> we don't want to
1: send the check. We can't see you, so we don't We were
0: for- We were so nervous about making these jokes and we're so happy that you're making them. Do you ever get sick of the- Not once,
1: season? not once. Uh, I, I went through a stretch where I was like, man, this has got some staying power. <laughs> Cause like the first time I heard it, I think might've been 09. Right. It's 2024, yeah. bro. And I still am invisible. My My brother met him today. John just Jake Paul I'm, I'm, and was, was, you know, I was completely. so fucking happy to meet him <laughs> an inspiration to me like I, I was moved by the doc like I I thought it was so vulnerable and great and and for someone like I said to to start so late and achieve fluency and mastery so quickly is uh, just a byproduct of hard work effort I I'm drawn to passion and effort I'm like yo he goes over here
2: <laughs> he's like John he's like, John hey <laughs> John? I'm like, oh my <laughs> god!
1: i gotta do the thing one more time damn say he told me he was gonna do it i wasn't sure i gotta be invisible one more time damn.
2: <laughs> no but it's funny man it's so great much, this, this you you found a thing that
1: really worked dude i have a superpower yeah i'm i'm fucking for real invisible yeah like, one of the only people ever yeah ever. but this is this is what john you've done
2: so much
1: right not you, just in terms you of you said in the car that's what it's gonna be hashtag in the car you said in the car about the south park gimmick yeah the south park episode you were pleased yeah what am i supposed to say does it hurt my feelings no it's it's your way of saying your work affected me some way
2: it's fucking awesome it's fucking awesome right also you can't get your feelings hurt if you don't have feelings to hurt (laughs) hashtag sociopath
1: conversation we had in the car this is different this is different
2: but so much went right in your career your physique, your look, your ability, ability on the mic, your branding, um, You Can't See Me, your theme song, John. It's, the, it's one of the best theme songs, I think, in the WWE, if not the best. Nice,
1: nice. How did everything go so right? Uh, I was able to weather the wrong. Uh, I would say I have a less than baseball Hall of Fame batting average. You hit 300, you get in the Hall of Fame. That's three hits out of every 10 at bats. Um, we talked about it. Perseverance. Just the, the ability to keep going and the ability to know what is not working. And I think what knocked me on my ass was when ruthless aggression failed and I didn't pivot. They said they were going to let me go. So I was like, hey, we're going to put you overseas for the fall tour and then Christmas time you probably... And I was like, yeah, probably. And that's when I started to care less about what other people thought and be more of my genuine self. And in an accidental occurrence of that, Stephanie McMahon overheard me rapping. I've told the story a bunch. Oh my God. She, said, she said, do you want to do that on TV? I said, fuck it, I get to be on TV again? Yes. And the ch- just simple choices of like, do you want to look cool or do you want to look ridiculous? I want to look ridiculous. That early <laughs> thugonomic stuff with like the vanilla ice wig yeah. and the, like the blue sheepskin suit and like the yellow corduroys and the Adidas bucket hats like, oh be, I want to be the most ridiculous possible, because I tried the other way, and people didn't connect. Mm. At least they'll know who's coming out of the tunnel. Oh, this is the rap kid. Or this is the kid who thinks he's a rapper. Yeah. Great. I, I, you know who I am. I've told you myself in one sentence that works. Yep. So that's, I guess it was because I got knocked out that I knew like, okay, I need to do something different. And then I just began trying and failing.
2: Well, that's, I think the formula of WWE, at least from my perspective, what it appears to be is like the crowd is the decider of what works. And you're not gonna know if it works until you're out there in front of twelve thousand people playing your new theme song and seeing if there's a
1: reaction when you come out of the tunnel. Yes, but it's also an ever changing thing, and every night is new data. Yeah, and you can't hang your hat on one audience understanding you. Um, that's what I I loved about the period I was able to be placed in. There's so many two hundred and fifty performances a year. You know I. I did that schedule for 13, 14 years before I started to, to decrease my involvement. Um, I just got a lot of time in front of an audience. So you could really and I tried so much stuff that didn't work. Um, but I just knew like, okay, I've tried it ten times, I'm 0 for 10, punt. Uh. it doesn't it doesn't work <laughs> it's in not the northeast, working. <laughs> it doesn't work in the south, it doesn't work on the west coast, yeah. it doesn't work in Europe. Punt. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like do you feel like there's a couple different directions you can go in life and branding and wrestling. One of them being,
1: that's a wide net. It's life well,
0: branding. Well, I'll, I'll okay. narrow it down for <laughs> you. One of them being ridiculous, thugonomics. The other being so ruthlessly authentic to yourself that people just say that's who this person really is. And it, you, you, you did Doctor Thugonomics. It worked because it was ridiculous. Are we seeing the real John Cena right now? Are you, are you 100% authentic nowadays in how you present yourself on podcasts and the WWE? On the couch, so I don't know who
1: else I could be. Uh, we, we spoke in the car uh, <laughs> dude, this about- de- A lot of defi-
0: expectations for the show. <laughs>
1: define, uh, define yourself in a, a sentence or maybe even just a few words. John Cena in the WWE existence is quite easy for me to de- define Superman. And I don't mean like I'm, I'm stronger than everybody, I can outrun a, a speeding train, or I'm stronger than a train, or faster than a bullet, whatever. I mean, Superman acts with pure virtue. Uh, Superman has a moral code. Um, Superman can be conflicted, but when he's conflicted, he, his North Star is his moral code and his virtues. It affects the body language. It affects your delivery. It's it's why uh, you spoke. You're like, man, I don't know when you're off script, when you're on script. Neither do I. Because you just get out there and you feel the energy. Now, over the years, there's been a difference in Superman. The Superman of the 2012, where, man, did they want CM Punk to win the championship because everybody was sick of me winning. They were sick of Superman, which is the forever problem with Superman. He's... He's too good. Too yeah. good, yeah. Now it's an older Superman who is looking in the mirror and saying, I was this. I'm not this anymore. What am I now? I'm, Homelander. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> you're trying to figure it out. How do we know you're not Homelander? <laughs> how do we know? How do we know? Spider-Man. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure it out. I need your help. Hey, guys, I, I don't know how much time I have left. And I gauge their interest off of that. If they're like, get the fuck out. I do know how much time I have left <laughs> and it's now. But uh, it's, it's fun to be able to play with that dynamic of having that run. And just, the, like, just like the evolution of the, the, the doctor of Thugonomics. that was a slow climb into, it was an immediate shift into the rap guy. And it was a slow climb into the virtuous Superman character that became the face of WWE uh, anyway. <laughs> but then it was a long period of time where that, that character did well. And uh, now it's, I, I went on TV and said, I haven't won in 2,700 days. I haven't won a singles match in almost 3,000 days. Is that true? Yeah. It's because
2: Solo had that spike, it's, that's not fair.
1: I, he did have the spike. John. Wasn't wasn't my night. I finished second, <laughs> but it's it's funny. It's 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 funny and interesting mm-hmm. to tell that story. So to answer your question, the person sitting before you is me. The person you see in WWE is more of me now than it ever has been in totality. Uh, I don't know what the future will bring, and I don't know if I have to take the character or the arc anywhere else. But this here, this is me like even before we started I I don't need to promote anything hey you're like hey we're going to promote this project and this you don't need to promote anything we're just going to talk and hopefully people are interested and if people are interested they'll be like I want to see what else that dude's a part of
2: I uh it's just ingrained in me like we did your show what drives you which is coming out on Roku <laughs> later this year you know and you can what? I'm watch about it while you're drinking. Pro- Listen I'm why why would you oh, why would you even care or even uh, attempt to emulate or be superman when you could just be peacemaker
1: because i am fortunate enough to be able to don the the helmet <laughs> i went, went, um, from, went from one costume to another
2: unbelievable john yeah. dude dude you've transcended that's that's part of the lore of john cena is like all of a sudden we're seeing our favorite wrestler in movies and not just in movies killing it H- movies. hilarious too as well you ha- too ha- kind you have that comedy bone in you um Amy Schumer's Trainwreck, I showed him last night the scene uh, in the movie theater with the homie called you Mark Wahlberg, and you said, well, you said, <laughs> I don't know, it's just hilarious, but at one point, you did make that crossover, and it worked. Why? Why go into acting, and and, and did you even like it? Trainwreck
1: uh, train came out in 2015. I have been actively put in uh, film and television since 2004. So I had my first match in 2002 and my first movie opportunity in 2004. So it took 11 years for that crossover. And that's the overnight sensation that people don't understand. Hold on yeah. a second.
0: Marine came out in 2006.
1: Marine was filmed in 2004. Okay. So train wreck came out in 2015. We filmed it in 14. So I'll, I'll round down it took 10 years,
2: but it still was happening and you were good at it. And it's, I'll be honest, the Hollywood environment's much different than the WWE environment.
1: So, I disagree. Okay? I disagree. I used to think you were right. Uh, everyone talks about like, oh, we play big to the WWE and it's small to cinema. They're correct. But it's all storytelling. And it's all knowing the character, knowing the story, knowing your why, being coachable, understanding your role on the chessboard. At least from my perspective, I, and the great thing is it's a uh, it's objective and it's creative. So everyone has their recipe for chicken soup. Anything I tell you about WWE is only my lens. It's not right or wrong. It's just, hey, I, this is the knowledge I have. Here, here you go. Enjoy. Um, it took 10 years for me to find my flow, my comfort on screen. And that came with great coaching. Judd Apatow and Amy Schumer gave me an environment to be myself. I'm in a movie with comedians, comedians that get paid to make people laugh. You wanna talk about an outsider? Me, not one of them made me feel like an outsider. And they would be like, just go for it. And if I I can't tell you how many takes they must've sat through that weren't funny. No way. To get to the gold that they were able to, to coach out of me to get on screen. And then the next group I got to work with was Paula Pell, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler. Very funny people. And then from then on, more funny people and more funny people. So I, I put myself in a pool where I, I was far from the smartest person in the room and wanted to soak up knowledge, just like I did in the early days of WWE. WWE. You had to level up fast. And and, and, no, and you did? I just was around, you don't, you don't have to do anything. Well, if you, know, you wanna be good at what you do. But I didn't even know I wanted to do that. Mm. I was still really enjoying WWE at the time. And quite frankly, the reason one of the many reasons a lot of those early projects weren't successful is I want to be back in the ring. Dude, you've been in the ring. I look at those images in the wall in your gym where you're in midair and the people behind you like, yo, look at this dude's face. That doesn't happen on a movie set. That doesn't happen. Mm. It is radio silent and it is really finite Ooh. and the days are long yeah. and it, you have to, you have to have a certain mindset. And as a young man in the traveling business with every town going fucking nuts, I did not have that mindset. Every time I had this golden tick of an opportunity, I was like, I want to be back in the thing. And the project sucked because I always wanted to be elsewhere. It's funny. Social
2: media has that ability to grant the creator that instant gratification. And in a weird way, wrestling is kind of similar. It's the exact same. It's live.
1: You, you can tell if you did okay or not. Right now. Right away.
2: <laughs> this is daunting, though. It can be daunting
1: because you got to put yourself out there. You still get nervous every time. No way. I'm nervous for this. and that's not true. No, it is. We just, we're just
2: sitting
0: on a couch, just hanging out.
1: So what? <laughs> does, that, does that take <laughs> does it, the edge absolutely off? Absolutely
0: not. We're yeah. ner- We we still get nervous too. We come in here all the time. We're like, Yo, we're I'm feeling rusty today. And then you get you, yeah. you get in the cat, you get in the ring, and you do it.
1: For me, I don't think it's about uh, rust. I, it's just you know, like I said, I want to really try hard to be the, the person I say to people that I am. You're an achiever. You're an overachiever. You do great at the things that you do. Yeah, uh, I think you're too kind.
0: No, it's <laughs> just true. I, I want to ask quickly also, uh, you've described this pattern of turning hobbies into careers. You said it about wrestling when you were going to go be a Marine and then you decided to be a wrestler or or wanted to try wrestling as a hobby. Then you looked at Hollywood kind of, it seems like as a, you're going to try this as a, as a person who also maintains a level of discipline in their life, how do you decide what things you want to do and when to steer clear, to stay focused on the things you're
1: already doing? Well, I think any, any time you can do something that you, that brings you joy and, and get a few shekels from it. I think that's awesome. Um, so if you, if you can crack that code, do more of that because that's, it doesn't mean things are without their tough days. Sometimes turning, turning a hobby into a profession makes you hate that discipline altogether. But if you can do it and you can thrive in that environment, it's not gonna be without its hard times, but it's, it's gonna make the hard times a lot more rewarding. Um, I think with, with movies, I just c- grew up and had some real life wisdom. And the, the life of a WWE superstar is very fast. And then like after 15 years of it, you're like, man, this is fast. I gotta slow the ride down or it's gonna end soon and that might not be good. So uh, I just think a, a little bit of just grown up wisdom. I don't come from any of this. I'm, I am a kid from West Newberry who did not begin documenting his life early, who just tried to to do what I could to do the best I could. And then Throughout my life, I've just always been aware that like, oh, this is something I should do. Um, I got invited or I applied for preparatory school as a sophomore because I idolized my cousin and he did. It's the only reason I did. But I went to the school campus, I was like, this place rules. I was thoroughly rejected because I was a D student and a poor athlete. The dean of admissions said, hey, if you bring your grades to AB and you can varsity in two sports, we will consider you for reapplication, <laughs> not you're hired. I did. And oh, I reapplied shit. and I was accepted. So now as a 15 year old, I'm going to live at school. I have to leave my friends and my social circle behind. And as a 15 year old, you have no scope of future. It, it. And also this is 1993, so it's a little bit different then. Um, I didn't wanna go, but I was like, yo, I have to do this. I didn't know what the yield would be and it turned out to That time in preparatory school set me up so much to gain fluency as a a college student, which allowed me to be proficient in athletics, which allowed me to build friends and connections and network, to get me where I needed to be in California, to get my friend to be like, hey, do you want to go wrestle? And just the fact of like, I can go home and live at my dad's or I'm going to have to shack up in the continental for a few weeks. Ah, The backseat of a Ford's pretty big. I'll just do that. That's a choice of like, no, I, I, man, I think we should do it. I think we should try. So I, I, I don't know if it's turning hobbies into careers, but I do know when you get a chance and someone's like, hey, just do whatever you want. The rap thing was a chance for me to be ridiculous and vulnerable. Don't take yourself too seriously. And that's the first step to being vulnerable. Trainwreck was my first step to being vulnerable. And then you can fast forward to Peacemaker where it is literally what I believe James Gunn is James Gunn's interpretation of me kind of (laughs) (laughs) and there are spots in there where it's funny but there are also some spots in there where I'm giving you all of myself unabashedly so and that comes from his coaching but it also comes from one me not taking myself too serious and two me being okay being vulnerable on screen which is those are two tough things James Gunn is excellent he's great he's and a wonderful dude really
2: that's always nice to hear Uh, i wanted to ask do you think that your role in the barbie movie alongside dua lipa and margot robbie is one of your most significant acting roles ever
1: that was another great situation of uh, opportunity knocking and answering the door i wanted to be in that movie so bad no way and we were filming uh (laughs) fast 10 right in the lot next door and i I love the Fast and Furious family. I'm grateful for every minute that I get to spend with that crew. They're, they're just an awesome bunch. But boy, did I wanna be in Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran into Margot Robbie at a restaurant. Uh, I didn't even know she was there. Uh, I had paid for a meal for someone that uh, I, I wanted to do something nice for. And she came running over because she was sitting at that table said oh it's so nice to see you! i can't believe i'm running into you you should come and do barbie i'm like motherfucker no way i tried you wouldn't have me No way. she looked right around and was like we're getting the kid apart <laughs> so i'm so grateful for being a merman for two seconds <laughs> so funny but, i did not expect to but, see but so here's the thing mermaid. of like margot robbie comes out of nowhere you should do barbie i've been trying you won't have me we will have you this very small role and you have to be a fish man you mean I get to be a fish yeah, man? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So again, uh, and even t- like talking to people around me who are supposed to make choices, a lot of the perception was like, "You're you're above this." I believe I am above nothing.
2: Well, that's why we love it, John. You came out as a mermaid or peacemaker Merman. with a helmet on. Mermaid. <laughs> mermaid. I didn't want to assume you're too Is mermaid. Mermaid <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh Right. Uh, it's more man and and, and, and and it's it's hilarious. Like we can all feel you, this big, strong, successful guy, not taking himself too seriously. And it, like when those fall into play, even like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's done this a couple of times. It's like we love when a when a masculine man is not afraid to be a
1: fucking goofball. Well, I think it's good to see to know everybody has a human side, especially people who keep themselves who. You, you have to show your human side or you've, ch- you've chosen to show your human side because you, you show yourself all the time. So people can't get away from all... They see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. If you only go to see the movie, you only know the person from the movie and when they show up on the carpet to promote the movie, you don't necessarily see all of them. Social, so those moment, Social
0: media changed everything.
1: Those moments are precious when they can let their guard down. You would be like, man, that's a person I, I want to get to know. I want to get to know more. Did you get to know... Dua Lipa, and does she
2: embody the essence of Superstar? Cause, she ab- absolutely does. Because she she was a mer-woman. She was a mer-woman. Next to you. She's also in Argyle. In Argyle. I saw you yank her off the Vespa in the trailer. And you guys, now there'll be two movies together. You're hanging yep. out with Dua Lipa.
1: Yeah. She a superstar? You guys friends? Uh, yes. And I hope yes. She's given me some great uh, restaurant recommendations in London uh so i thank her because uh, my wife is uh, my wife and i what we love a lot is to to um have philosophy over dinner or or meals and sit down like kind of what we did in the car uh (laughs) but using food as the vehicle pun intended so she gave me some great recommendations and we keep in touch and it's not like i'm doing any more than that
2: yeah i feel like that you guys aren't friends at all that's what i just heard
1: okay that's fair (laughs)
2: No, but you're you're like you're, your colleagues, your peers.
1: They say perspective is reality. You work so.
2: you're, you're, you work together.
1: So uh, was she nice at least? I don't know. What'd you hear? I heard she was nice. Okay, I heard that same thing. Okay. So we can <laughs> we can agree on that she was nice.
2: I I did I did actually hear multiple times uh, you roaming around London, sp- particularly like a couple coffee shops. Do you have a place in London?
1: Uh, a few. But I can't announce them because no, they no, will—they will no longer be my place. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: No, but then sure. there will be more videos of people harassing you, which, which are is, our favorite videos. They're, okay. they're not. They're no, not. No, no, that's don't, okay. Don't harass John Cena, please. By the
1: way, that's totally okay. Uh, I am big on hard work, loyalty, and respect, and also accountability.
0: John, they're our favorite videos because of how you react to these people. I appreciate it. its It is—it so, just embodies so much class. Some of these people are. I'll leave it out, but they don't know how to approach the situations in the right way. We'll say it like that. No, and the I, way that you respond is, is very admirable.
1: Man, it's tough when you get, yeah. uh, trolls. No, it's when you get emotional about something, it's tough to make sense of it all. And, uh, I'm, I'm not at all perfect, but again, try to be who you say you are. So, uh, I also try to have more empathy now every day. And I understand, hey, if, if this video makes it, I'm on easy street. Yeah, but in the realm of having empathy, what about me? Like, I'm just, tr- I'm just trying to buy my coffee. She's a guide. Yeah, I'm just trying to buy my coffee <laughs> yeah, shop. shop. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I guess I just try to uh, handle those things one at a time and not let my emotions completely dominate the situation.
2: Which is a massive learning for people in life, and, so, and
1: it's it's impossible to bat a thousand.
2: I don't think we've seen you proper flip out every time I've seen it at least go viral. People always side with you because you're just always. like, hey, kid, like be respectful to me, and I'll be respectful to you. So I'm trying to have a lunch right now.
1: To me, it's not about the win of the situation. It's, uh, am I who I say I am? Hmm. You know, man, more people were on your side than the other guys. What does that even mean? If I say I act like this, did I act like that? Mm. And if I did not, I should apologize and be accountable and find a way to fix it. Do you draw the line somewhere? Um, I think everyone has their line. uh, But I also am each day, I'm more and more understanding of this crazy life. And I try to be more and more understanding of anyone who asks of my time.
2: And I assume that happens a lot. Like when you're out, you're not,
1: I don't know if I, you could I'm, be disguised. I keep a pretty small footprint and I'm invisible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you
0: look he Oh, no.
1: So no, I just, I, we, you know, I, I have a few places that I feel pretty, pretty safe at. And uh, I don't try to make a scene. We just enjoy company and food and, and that's that.
0: Are you a foodie? Would you
1: consider yourself a foodie? Um, what is a foodie?
0: Well, it just seemed like you were so uh, vastly interested in the con, uh, the recommendations uh, from your from your co-star, yeah. and you and you like to enjoy food while talking about the deeper things of life. Yeah, uh, with your wife. So I just was curious if and you, friends too. Do you have a favorite food?
1: Um, baked goods, man.
0: Really, baked goods, rolls, Cro- croissants. Bring it really baked
2: goods it's my week my weakness, I was man. like I was like downstairs I was like John like I had I had a little bit of like a back and forth with marijuana like I had to cut it off like what's your advice he goes
0: baked goods brother just it baked could be goods. a blueberry
2: muffin or a
1: pizza scones S- you name it dude. no way you
0: ever had a cronut yes it's a mix of a donut and a croissant yeah
1: um, yeah I have you bring it I mean I've been I've been good bro you're you're, trying, you're pushing me right now
0: you're like grand's flaky grands. what like, is that like pillsbury you put them in the oven and they flake up oh. you rip off like a layer at a time oh. Fl- like layered sounds delicious butter
2: them up dude
0: that's, it sounds delicious butter butter so, so that's so you must love uh germany like places that just specialize in those type of bakery goods those are great Sweden. could you be lured into a, a bakery by a open chimney giving off whiffs of freshly I could, baked I goods i
1: could be lured into almost anything uh no um Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Does discipline come into play when...
1: (laughs) Yes, it is the one thing I have little self-control over. And it is is very hard for me to like, (laughs) hey, I'd like to eat all those cookies right now. Are you on a strict diet? No, I just... So uh, diets are tough because they can only last so long. My philosophy is just make, over the aggregate, make a bunch of good decisions. That's it. We all know what's healthy and what's not. Zoom out. Do more of the healthy stuff, do less of the unhealthy stuff mm-hmm. in a workout. So mm-hmm. how do you have that physique? I keep track of all that stuff and look at the long-term economics and they all match up. But I assume you're hitting the gym pretty regularly. Like your, uh, your a workout. lot less nowadays, like four days a week where okay. I used to be like you in six. But um, life, travel, uh, I have a different set of important priorities. The, the workday in WWE is a lot shorter than the workday on set you know, you'll, you'll do 12 on set, but then transportation's on either side. So you're like 15 and a half. I need sleep. Yeah. Like recovery is the most important thing because yeah, sure. I can keep my muscular development, but how's that going to help me do the great work that I need to do on screen? So you get a five day week where you're working 15 a day, you just sleep and hopefully get two in on the weekends and manage yourself with that. You pull back a little bit more on the calories, make sure you monitor everything. That's, just all that it's matters. not rocket science <laughs> it's not do you do any of the new
0: age uh shit you you into like nad do you cold plunge like wh- what type of recovery stuff
1: are you into uh, uh nad that's where i can't talk about things that have happened
2: yeah um, no 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 that's it that's NDA. amnesia oh yeah 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 that's amnesia <laughs> gotcha okay <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah have you signed an nda
1: so no. what what is uh what just is, you
2: know uh, you pep- pep-
0: peptides Kind of like new age. Have you ever done stem cells? We
1: we talked about this. None of that stuff. Got it. I uh,
2: can't he, he's not into stem cells. Well, he's an old school. He's he coaster. needs more info. He says.
1: So that that's the, pretty much it. Like um, I, I'm not against any of that. I'm not against any method that works. Uh, one, do I need it? Mm. And two, have I exhausted all resources before it? Traditionality. I'm up. I'm still absolutely drug free for life. I get my testosterone tested every, every third, every, every, not every quarter, three times a year.
2: Will you say your level? Do you know where your
1: uh eight, The last one was
2: 840. Whoa. Damn, John, that's
1: good. Whoa. So as a, as a 46-year-old man, I'm still in a good spot. Yeah. So I don't, I don't need that dimension yet. Now, time is undefeated, and I love working out. So when that drops to be critical, that discussion will take place. It will only take place if that drops below critical, and so does everything else. Mm. So, if testosterone drops below critical and I still maintain strength, gains, health, wellness, sex drive, then you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And even if then you say you need it, you have to say, Have I done all I can before I hit the thing to launch the fire alarm? And right now, um, proper warm up for me getting in there and going as hard as I can knowing when I have to pull back and proper flexibility are the things that I can control that I don't need any equipment to bring with me tough to bring a cold plunge with you when you fly from San Diego to Puerto Rico and then to Nashville and then back to LA. Um, so that that's within my realm of possibility, making good health choices, staying hydrated.
0: What about skincare? Cause your skin's incredible. It's, it. oh, it's really nice. It's really nice. You have really good skin. Thank you so much. How do you how do you maintain
1: it? So volcanic uh, ash. No, no, it's uh, three inches of foundation. <laughs> nice. nice, lathered on not- with a with a spatula. <laughs> is Annie still here? Oh, no, it's just it's foundation. It's all the baked goods. <laughs> it is a, lot <laughs> of baked a, goods. a life of a life of baked goods. No, I, I do I do appreciate that. Uh, my my wife would appreciate that too. She <laughs> helps me with my skincare.
0: You you brought up priorities a couple minutes ago and. I I am sure they shift as you continue to evolve age-wise, uh slowly. And great. I think they I think they should shift always for Gracefully. All of us. well, I just I want to ask about these two things. One was you were going to be a Marine, mm-hmm. but didn't, but do a ton of impact work with the troops.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I want to ask about that and also the fact that you are the most granted make-a-wish foundation uh grantor of all time with over six hundred and fifty kids. What, how do you choose your, your impact uh, cases and, and what does it mean to you?
1: Both of them chose me. Again, um, I'm less of a manifester and more of a card player. The cards get dealt. I look to see what I got, and then I'm like, all right, let's let's play it out. Uh, WWE had a, has a great relationship with Make a Wish long before I came along. It's an excellent vehicle for the charity because you get one-on-one time with the families. You can get to know people and then you get to go out and perform for them but because it's entertainment i can literally ask like hey so what do you want to see tonight and just put it into the show wow and then i know where people are sitting so i can i can truly curate an experience that is an escape and that's why that piece of philanthropy exists in my life because i was associated with one of the best experiences to do so WWE also has a strong relationship with the armed forces. So they've been doing the tribute to the troops for a long time. And when we got to go to Iraq and Afghanistan during some some pretty gamey situations, man, it was so rewarding. So rewarding. And anybody that's been over there will tell you the same thing. But these are people that I, I looked up to, I look up to, I will look up to. So uh, even post-tribute to the troops, uh, I was involved for a while with a charity called FitOps, which is a uh, suicide prevention program and a uh, program of professional readiness to take people's skill set from the armed forces and point them in a direction of a career path, life after Amazing. the service. Yeah. Um, a, a just, uh, you know, the fact that somebody could take the oath to make the ultimate sacrifice for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and then get home and want to kill themselves, to me, it just didn't mesh. So whatever I could do to help that out, I just wanted to be a part of it but those those two things were were brought to me so uh I've, I've never been much somebody to like search stuff out it's I just like i said I, I'm always ready for when it knocks.
0: Both of those
1: uh, cases obviously have. Um, your chord skills are amazing, by the way. Thank you. Play with them. I've You ADHD, wrap that anxiety, thing around your finger, OCD, around your leg. You made a, <laughs> made a tourniquet with that son a well, I was of playing it. with it's this just, guy You earlier. got that?
2: Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo. I don't want to see that guy in my podcast studio. <laughs> Kevin Owens on here. Rumble, young man, rumble. <laughs> the- <laughs> Someone gets hurt, bro. I'm have to start making heroin jokes. <laughs> Please don't. These t-
0: these two things uh, obviously have like just so much baked into them, so much uh, emotion and and feeling. Whether it be uh, troops, you know, veterans, people that have sacrificed their life for this country, or or kids who are going through uh, an- another ultimate form of struggle in in terminal illness. Um, were there any cases that? Were really really hard for you. Anything that sticks out in your mind that was a time for you that was actually challenging for you to actually t- to enact that.
1: You know, uh, I'd I'd much rather talk about the fact that two very different pools with me acting as a conduit for the same vehicle, the ability to be entertained and escape, and in some in some Cases a helping hand when one needs one. Um, regardless of the experiences, those, those ones that I have, they're, they're for here. Some of the stuff isn't for film. Yep, yep. Um, but what a contrast of groups.
0: <laughs> yeah, know. I'm trying to straddle. Like, no, no, that's <laughs> fine.
1: Because the common thread is everyone comes together to enjoy. And that's what I love about the WWE experience. When you're in, you're in. If it's your first one, you get swept up. And if you're a fan, you walk through the turnstile and you know it's on. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter why you're there. When the lights go on and they do the intro, everybody's on the same team. And I I love that about what we do. And it can provide hope for someone who's young and facing a struggle, someone who's enlisted and facing a struggle, someone who needs an escape in any sort of facet, someone who's being bullied, someone, doesn't matter. We all share that common thread. And that's that's special to me.
2: Such an excellent leader. And the way you talk and think is so admirable. The generosity you have and with your time um, is just amazing, John. And And I personally, and I told you this, was a little surprised by your decision not to make another John and have kids <laughs> and bring more of this energy into the world because I think we need more good people, more people with virtues like yourself. Um, but you've decided, at least as it stands, you know, like you said in the car, the moment hasn't arrived yet and you haven't felt it.
1: And uh,
2: I think you should reconsider and have uh, a baby.
1: You know, I, <laughs> I appreciate that and I can, I can understand everyone's perspective. I truly do appreciate that. Uh, I have a lot of joy and love in my life. I feel fulfilled and I'm still curious. And I think until those priorities shift, uh, I I really do enjoy where I'm at. Do you mind donating some sperm for
2: uh, me to raise one of your babies?
1: Uh, You you really want 46-year-old worms from the guy who parked in the little cock parking out there? First
2: off, I parked there and that's my spot. (laughs) <laughs> so, so don't you dare! John don't Cena. you dare take my little cock! No, no, no. I, uh, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if Nina would be the surrogate mother, but I'll find a surrogate mother and I will raise a John Cena. Um, I swear to God. Man, I'm. I think I'm
1: all right. I think I'm all right. Not, not telling. Fuck. Okay,
2: okay, okay. Well, can you then at least be dad, father figure for a second and and give us some advice, uh, or not? us. Just give some, give some general advice because I feel like you give good advice, even just.
1: The advice you've given me today has been excellent i thank you for that but because i'm not a parent there's no way i could put on a parent's cap so i don't want to put myself in a perspective what about it. just
0: a leader or a inspiration or motivation for people uh, which you are and you can't deny that
1: okay well, uh i can i can deny anything <laughs> Deny, deny, deny. What are, you, what are you pointing to on the notes? Just, I,
2: I, I want him to pull up a video oh, that we oh, oh, yeah. Just because this... The, well, this all wo- right, what would you do if this happened? This woman beca- came in a precarious situation, and we wanted to see what you would do in this situation. Yeah. Okay, or if you let's could see what we, we got. Let's see what on, we got.
0: Hold on, let me... Do, I just want to act. do this properly. Logan hates when I mess up my technology here. All right, ready? So make, this woman... Make sure you show yep, him the video. Yep, yep, here we go. Yep, I got all of it. I have all of it covered
2: right now.
1: I'm home and my driveway's
2: gone. What used to be a concrete slab outside 1438 Bethesda Street is now a patch of dirt that she didn't ask for. Someone took her driveway as she was trying to get ready for Christmas. Of all the things he...
1: <laughs> okay. So uh, so I've seen your video. What, uh, what, what are we talking about? What would you what like to say do? to this woman? What do you do?
0: What, do you what, do? what advice do you have for her? Her car wasn't stolen, John. Her driveway was stolen. Gone.
1: Okay. So a piece of news that makes each of us feel differently. You're, you're tearing up
2: as I you, was, sh- I as you should. It's sad. You're, you're, yeah. it so sad.
1: Uh, when, when something like this happens, and I have never had my driveway stolen, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> when, when the proverbial driveway shit hits the fan, yeah, right? Totally. Um, in all honesty, I ask myself, what can I control? Can she get her original driveway back? Does she have the money to have a new driveway? Does she have the vehicle to go fund me for a driveway? What are the resources does she have? How important is the driveway? What can you control right now? And then if the things that are like the stuff that is beyond your control, let go and focus on the stuff you can control. That's it. So if it is just the perspective of, I didn't take my car. Okay, cool. That gets you through the day. Or, man, what can I do immediately within my power and my financial reach to put crushed gravel down there? And we're talking about a crazy video of a lady who got her driveway taken, which we're, we're even getting laughter from way off camera.
0: because it's just...
1: But, so yes. what, I, what I see in that video is Shit happens every day. Your fucking driveway got taken.
0: (laughs) Clip that. Just that exactly. Your driveway got taken. (laughs) Add it to a soundboard. But what a driveway
1: got taken. What a better what a there isn't a better example of what is within my control. Serenity prayer. And what can I do now? Big time. Yeah. Big time. Grant Mm -hmm. me the strength it can, you know what dude control the things that I can and wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, sure. Yes. And I I think that's huge because that, how, how do you even navigate something like that? But what a, what a crazy, funny microcosm (laughs) that we can have a laugh at, but if the good takeaway there is, okay, this has happened. Can I control the fact that I need to be fucking angry for 20 minutes guys, go over there, I'm gonna yell into a pillow or I'm going to the gym or I'm gonna, I need to do what I need to do to lighten my backpack because I need to be angry, that's within my control, that's I wanna do that and that'll help me move forward. But once you get there, okay, what, what can I do now to make this bad situation better?
2: Another example of that and something- Are new. you
1: gonna, all right, here we go.
2: Let's, <laughs> Absolutely crushed.
1: You sons of bitches won't break me.
2: <laughs> no, 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 this is good, this is a good transition. Uh, uh, things you can't control. There was a moment, you, Dave Batista, the Royal Rumble, you both, I don't know if it was on purpose, doesn't feel like it, went over the rope at the same exact time because of what appeared to be some sort of balance issue.
1: It was not Dave's fault. That was on me. You over-rotated forward and, and he stumbled backwards. I uh, very, very bad at rotating backwards.
2: I see. Well, so. however... My fault.
1: It transpired. You guys went over the rope at the Royal Rumble, which is the method of elimination. By the way, that's all anyone's ever going to take away from this podcast. Cena's botched Royal Rumble spot. (laughs) Go ahead. It happened. It's my fault. I can't flip backwards it's totally my fault i hope they take the driveway part from this not a chance not a chance say
2: what would you do if you three
1: guys like the driveway bit watch no one's ever (laughs) i challenge you to like it no one's (laughs) ever gonna like the driveway
2: bit (laughs) We've been crying for days
0: about it
1: okay
2: but you guys went over the rope you and batista landed the ground the same time not really the same time it appeared I looked at the bounce of these two large men, trampoline, same time. It looked like it was the same time. That wasn't planned, I'm sure. It was I'm, not. I'm positive. And by the way, that those are the moments that people are waiting for in wrestling because they're the best and, and can bring out the best moments. How did you recover from that in like the best way possible and the refs raising your hand and his hand and your hand and his hand? And when a moment like that happens at an event that big with that many people watching live,
1: what do you do? Uh, trust the process. So... We, I know I fucked up and we know that that's not the way it's supposed to go. So now we're in the unknown and there is a sense of guidance. We're all a team out there. So our referee can be a guide for us we're all on the same team. You begin to listen to the ref and you begin to listen to the audience and you feel how long you can milk a moment and see if they're giving you any direction. And then as we trust the process, out comes Vince McMahon. And we're like, oh great, this is gonna be fixed. And he tears both, both of his quads, <laughs> getting into the ring. <laughs> Woo! Oh no. Oh, no. So, uh, but still, to the, to the testament of the, the work ethic and just the absolute gumption and dedication of Vince McMahon with torn quads, he gets himself in the ring and gives us the guidance to finish the event. And because he is the authority figure in WWE, he can say, restart the match, and we restart it, and Dave wins. So just, oh, man, what do I do now? Trust what's happening. Trust what's around you. Trust the people to guide you when you don't know what's going on. And then just be present in your surroundings. And yes, I did fuck up. But even then, I knew, like, don't rush to do anything. Let's see what's going to happen. Let's see what's going on.
2: That's got to be one of the greatest moments in WWE history. I cannot
1: believe Vince with two torn quads was able to speak to us in understandable dialect and tell us exactly what to do. Like it was, we had the best seat in the house and it was incredible. Insane.
2: I'm watching this and now that I'm in it, my mind is just blown like the way... His hand's raised, your hand's raised. He throws you out, you get back in and say, no, fuck you, throw him out. Then Vince comes, it was just, it's so good, and that's the stuff
1: you can't write. But that's, that's us all being a team. Mm. A lot of performers, or not a lot, some performers go out there to try to be the best individual. I think when you can rely on each other out there and let everybody shine is when the whole thing creates moments that we never forget.
2: Mm-hmm. You have so many of those. In the wwe and i'm gonna do this i didn't want to do this i'm gonna do it i'm gonna give you superlative. oh no favorite match
1: my next one god
2: damn he's answered he this, this question before. Before. he's had his driveway stolen in I the past I was gonna do it. <laughs> he knows he's gonna like <laughs> the driveway <Yeah>. bits <laughs> they will they will <laughs> what would you do
1: control what you can man <laughs> control what you can
2: you go home just fuck where the fuck is my driveway? <laughs> Damn, driveway's gone. Uh, I would, I
1: would hotwire your, uh, your off-road vehicle, Jeep. The ra- the razors. Ra- yeah. yeah. you
2: don't need, a, you don't need a driveway. You are gonna have a next match though. That's what I heard just now.
1: Uh, so yes, I hope so. I, I am not officially done. I know that I'm close, bud. I'm, I'm close. I can, I can feel it. You can tell. Like, uh, especially seeing you out there doing incredible stuff, um, and. Just our talent now, the product has become so crisp and so fast and so skilled. Uh, it, it is a different world. And I love it and I still feel fluent. And I would like to say good, goodbye when I still feel fluent. So uh, it's, it's coming and like to the point where, you know at that moment in the sunset where you're like when it starts to go down, uh, man, it's going down real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm, uh, not, I'm not done. Uh, but, but I need to decide when I am. Do you
2: ever see yourself taking a more executive role like a triple H?
1: No, I think what I would love to, to give to the business is just my time. And I live very close to the performance center. Uh, and I would like to, to go in as a guest that way I'm not obligated and they're not obligated in any way. It's stuff I do in my free time anyway. I love going in and just picking people's brains, mm. having conversations about like, so who are you? And they're being like, what? What, what does that have to do with mm-hmm. anything? <laughs> oh, only everything. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. So uh, I enjoy that and doing you know half a day there and then and then going back to normal life. So I don't know what I'll do. I mean, I there. I'm fortunate enough to have some other stuff going on, so uh, I'll, I'll be focusing on that too. But um, you know, I, I I don't know. I always want to be involved in the business. I I get so passionate about it. And it's something that I love. And, and I think I have a f- few pieces of wisdom that need to be passed on and I don't think they should, should die with me. So uh, I'll, I'll try to do that the best I can.
2: I'm, I'm going to extract that wisdom from your brain. I will, all siphon, day, I
1: will siphon it. All day. You watching the product at all? You um, paying attention up to date? There's First of all, there's a lot of product out there to watch. There is. Uh, I catch it when I can. But like I said, uh, if I'm dedicated to something, i can being being a dedicated wrestling fan is a full-time profession it is absolutely a full-time job so uh i'm trying to be a, a dedicated husband a dedicated professional and uh still still have balance in my life so I, I catch it when i can and 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 i enjoy it when i do catch it so you saw the
2: rocks return
1: recently? i did when he went out there and he said you think i
2: should sit at the head of the table do you think he had that line written on his wrist <clears throat>
1: No, because one thing I know about Dwayne, he never makes the same mistake twice. (laughs) Did he know you were going to do that? I didn't know I was going to do that. No way. No, I didn't know I was going to do that. It was one of those things where uh, it happened in last minute. And uh, (sighs) looking back at it, it was fucking stupid because we have the biggest star in the world, coming back when they don't need to, like giving our product ratings, giving our product relevancy, getting people to talk about us. And what do I do? You smoked them. No, amateur, Like no, that's not it. The guy is going a million different directions, probably flew in from God knows where, working a full day, and I, know, I now know what that feels like, and just wants to do the best he can. Mm. I don't blame him for that. I blame myself for taking advantage of that. And a professional professional would have been like, hey, before you go out there, if you do go out there like that, I'm going to use it. That's a professional. Mm. I had a stupid rookie move about use it. That's not, that's not how we, we trust each other in there. That's not how that works.
2: I don't see that perspective.
1: Okay, that's cool. I get it.
2: Uh, by the way i thought it was great as an entertainment so like fan
1: for from an entertainment standpoint objective achieved gained interest box office was crazy yeah set pay-per-view buy yeah. rates sometimes in the fight game it gets a little gray yeah but we're all on the fucking same team out there man mm. and you got to have trust what if he said in no? a boxing ring then i don't use it really then i don't use it
2: but what about the box office
1: I would entertain another way. There's more than one way to solve a creative puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's where you build trust. And that's where people really shine. And that's where you bring the best out of people. And that's why when I sit down with people, I literally, first of all, I make sure to sit down with them. And let's. you got to go way back. You can't just tell that moment in the story. I spent years calling out The Rock, saying that, man, if you love the business, you should be back. What a fucking hypocrite I am. I love the business, I should be back. I should be back all the time. But I'm not, I, it's, is it Tuesday today? What is it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yesterday was Monday, where the, where the hell was I at Raw? Why wasn't I at yeah, Raw? Yeah, we were wondering that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We watched Raw, we watched Drew McIntyre,
2: Flamesy and Punk.
0: Well, I was only watching because I thought he was
1: coming out he didn't show up. Yeah, and I didn't show up. <laughs> but I can sit here and say I love the business, yeah. but I'm super <laughs> hypocritical in my approach From being young and stupid. Of course. So Rock was already pretty upset with me about that because all he'd given to the business and the, without him, I don't get a chance to do the other stuff. Mm. And without him, I don't get a chance in wrestling. He was so popular and helped rise the tide, which helped split competition, which helped the hiring spree, which Benjamin buttoned me into getting a defensive contract, Mm. which I parlayed into a thing where to be on TV because he left and did all this stuff. Mm. And now I get a chance. I owe a lot to that and that the, the methodology, I wanted to sell tickets. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Was he pissed? He was, and justifiably so. Yeah. Because he's a guy who's got his heart in it. He still comes back, bro. Yeah. And the people go crazy. Crazy. He's yeah. just so good. No kidding. Damn. So my, in, inside I'm thinking, man, if I can get under his skin, I can get him back. I could have got him back a bunch of different ways. Yeah. You didn't have to be a dick about it, bro. Yeah. So, my bad. It must be crazy to piss off the rock. I can only imagine. It was it was a little gamey there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We went through a nice stretch where we just didn't like each other. If you you pissed him off too, right?
0: Oh no, I haven't.
1: Have you? No. You're twiddling your thumbs over there. What did you do? I don't Oh, you pissed off the rock? Hey, come on, bro. We ah. Nah. What happened, man? Nah, it's, nah nothing. it's nothing. Nah, it's nothing. No, what happened, man? Uh, Let's start from square one. What happened? Tell me a story. Do you what? really want to know? I wouldn't ask
2: if I didn't, and you know that about me. I you sure you're me. not tired? You have been, you took a red eye here. We've been shooting all day. You and I have been talking for six hours. you got to be sick of me. No, this is, I, I dig this. This is all right. <sighs> <sighs> I told you in the car. No!
1: he's gonna buy the driveway. Where is my
2: driveway. <laughs> I was getting ready for Christmas. What happened? Um I told you in the car, in the car, uh that you know, you 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 and Dwayne, I think were like two people I definitely looked up to a lot when I'm trying to figure out the blueprint for my did ca- say that. career that didn't exist. Um, Dwayne, especially. My idol. Dude's in his own universe. My hero. Like in his own universe. That the universe. He like, was doing it. And, and and to the highest degree, I wanted to be like Dwayne. So eventually, in the same way I met you today, one day I met Dwayne. He was just as cool in person as I thought he was on TV. He was He's awesome. Made content together, went mega viral, 70 million views, 50 million views. Linked up a couple times. Um, visiting him on set of ballers, like I would have considered us acquaintances at least, you know.
1: Kind of like uh, me and Dua Lipa. Kind of like, like you and I, Dua Lipa. <laughs> maybe, maybe even closer, dude. I would say closer. Closer. I would say closer. Um, we're, just, we're just coworkers. He was just
2: great. And then... Um, fuck. Um, and then Japan happened. Japan happened. And, you know, I could go into so much depth about my remorse and the place that i was in and the faults that i made at that time in my life and i had to really rewire my brain and backtrack and ask myself like how i let that happen and what went wrong in my life where like i thought that was okay and in that process i did a lot of damage and it wasn't something that was on the forefront of my mind and i've had to do a tremendous amount of therapy and figure out like what happened in my life that was so traumatic or didn't happen where again that I did that and um, DJ was one of the people I hurt because of his mother's um experience and that that's his experience to tell and I'm not going to share but like I, I I I hurt him so much so that um he he basically wanted nothing to do with me and rightfully so you know I I let down my hero. And he requested that I remove all the content we've ever done together and basically kicked me to the curb. I would have done the same thing. Guy in his position doesn't want to be affiliated with a person who did uh, something as reprehensible as that. And I remember it being such a low moment because like, I knew I let myself down. I knew I let my fans down. I knew I let my family down. But my idol too. Man it just stung so bad And it wasn't like I got the call from him Got it from the publicist Mm. And It's not like He did anything wrong It's just like I think my ego Told Myself That I'm gonna fucking remember that And if I ever become a great one day like you I'm gonna remember this And I'm gonna remember the way I was discarded And again rightfully so um but i i don't think i've ever been really able to like truly let go of that and uh i I got a lot of stuff to work through i think in 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 terms of that and i'm not even sure like where to go from here in, in terms of reconciliation um Yeah, I don't know. And we're kind of like swimming in the same world a little bit, you know, with the WWE. And I, I see him coming back here and there. And I know we're going to cross paths. And I just wonder how I'm going to handle it.
1: If I may, with an anecdote, you told me a story earlier today about one of the toughest times in your, in your recent life. Where your fiance was put in a position that made her uncomfortable and you uncomfortable by a certain human being and you needed to keep your sanity about you and not let your emotions take over. Do you remember this story? Mm. What did you do? Forgave him. Okay. What I'm hearing is you, you made a poor decision and uh, you had to be accountable for that poor decision. You are, you're not alone. We've all done that. And in the process, you were very hurt by someone that you cared about. and. I see your lens, this is what I'm hearing. You understand that it might not have been as impactful for him as it was for you, but it really got to you. I'm not, neither right or wrong, it's just my two cents, take it or throw it back. I think it starts with your ability to forgive. And if you can get yourself to a place where you honestly can say, I forgive then I think you can begin the foundation to move forward. You don't have to. I'm not saying forget forgiveness and uh, forgetfulness are two different things, but I think if you can bring yourself to a position where you can forgive someone, you can begin to move forward. That's just my perspective. I totally agree.
2: I think I have an ego problem. It's, it's like, okay, kind of hard. It's I don't know why. It's like like. I don't know. I can't do it without having a conversation with him. That's I think part of this puzzle, and like I don't know if I'm ready for that,
1: to to be honest with you. And you don't have to be. Forgiveness has to come on your own terms, dude. It it's
2: it's here. It'll it'll come. I have nothing against Dwayne. He didn't make any wrong decisions. It was all me. I think part of it is I fucking hate myself for letting him down. And it's like that anger that I have, even just against myself, was turned into this drive that I told myself, I'm going to, I'm going to be so successful that I don't need your approval or validation or acquaintanceship. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this on my own with or without you by my side.
1: Okay. That's very fair. But if you can say to me that you were hurt because you let him down, why can't you say that to him? What, will, have you, what have you got I just, to lose?
2: I, I will. I have to have the conversation with him before I fully close this loop. I can't just say it right now. I need I, to. No, I understand that,
1: but you just said it to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I mean, I, I applaud you for being able to share all this because, by the way, that, that's deep. That's deep work. Uh. But I think you just starting there. Yeah. I was, I was wrecked because I let you down, man. Yeah. That, that. And I don't, I don't mean to take minimize Dwayne's role in the situation, but let's take him and substitute your dad or someone else that uh, you, you look up to. Yeah. You being able to find the strength to say, I know I let you down and that gutted me, man. That's okay. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I know, I know, I know. I
2: need you to be a dad. John, so again, if you want to reconsider that sperm donation, like I need, I need
1: more. jobs. Ew, like that. I said, you don't, you want, you don't want the, the stale worms, bro. <laughs>
2: They're <not laughs> stale. His are stale. We actually did a test, and it showed that. No, it's because I used, lu- the I used a spermicide lubricant. Only thirty-five and percent of them are stale. No, alive. no, it
0: was like less than one-third. That. <laughs> it was like ten percent. But it's because you. the ten percent that were alive were like, I didn't read the rules, John. And I, you're supposed to dry hand job, as it says on the wall. Life's a dry hand job. You're supposed to do that when you produce the sample and I use spermicide, lubricant and a vagina, which you were not supposed to use either of them. Like I just pulled out and I'll spare you the details. Well, I guess I didn't spare you any of the details.
1: No, used, but, what other but, details? Not, well,
0: there's more, but I'll okay. leave it at that. Right. But uh, then I did that and I was given a poor rapport. And, I, and this is something similar to the story he just told that I've had to deal with and mm. I'm quite upset about. But, but, <laughs> But what I will say is this: communication solves every, can solve everything. I've I've found that the only way to certainly not fix a situation is to not talk about it. I've had so many nights, girlfriends, friends, you know, lovers, parents, family members. I've watched family relationships fall apart because neither, or 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 even just one of the people were willing to say, "Yo, I want to talk to you." People will go to the grave with that feeling of, I wish so badly that I could talk to my brother, talk to my sister, tell my mother how much I love her, but because of that ego or that, or that-
1: That obstacle.
0: Obstacle, they can't come to the table. And the one thing that I found is that every time I come to a, some sort of conclusive resolve with another party, it is because we just decided to talk to each other. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh- Speaking of that, thank you both for sharing. That's uh, very personal information and certainly uh, a struggle that you have. You didn't need to share Whether it makes the cut or not, I'm sure you might be able to take a deeper breath after you've just said it, maybe just said it out loud. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for sharing, man. I really do appreciate
2: that. Thank you, John. And um, thank you for everything today. I, I-, I do want to get you out of here. We-, we, could- we could talk forever. And you know what? We almost have today, <laughs> you and I. <laughs> you ask him for his calm. That's crazy. Ah, oh, I said sperm. I don't need to come.
1: Yeah, we'll get. We're, we're gonna dice it. We're just gonna give them.
2: <laughs> take them out, really one yeah, by we're one. Take the cum out one.
1: and just give you this. <laughs> Nobody fine. is gonna buy they will. They will. the driveway
0: bit.
2: <laughs> 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 I was just getting ready for Christmas. Where's <laughs> my driveway? Where the fuck is my driveway? John, listen, you would have been a great cop. You would have been a great mar- marine. You would have been a great therapist but you ended up being one of the greatest wrestlers of all time thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast
1: uh, I'm, it's a way overdue thanks so much for having me and uh, i hope i haven't uh, kicked myself off the couch i hope there return <laughs> visits in the future please please want. please. till then uh, plug my projects whenever you want
2: argyle coming out in february uh what drives you coming out who knows when make sure you hit that like and subscribe button ladies and gentlemen john cena
1: thank you guys thank Unbelievable. you